easy. And uh, there's still some hurdles, but we're almost there. JD, you know JD, yep. he, he's able to do it all the time. Brandon Holdhouse had to go there, like I think, full time because he was completely cut off uh, from YouTube. But um, congratulations, that's a ton of work, Tom. Congratulations. It, it is a ton of work. Let's see, I got a note right here. Uh, so we're not, we're still testing Rumble and Roku, so we're not on them. We should be on them by next week, so that's good to know. Um, but uh, with that, we only have, we don't have a lot of time left. Um, so we're going to go here, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 38 and 39, and here's why. Because apparently with this new system, this is for tonight. I don't think it's going to be this way every week, but it is for tonight. They're going to cut us off right at the one-hour mark. So we got like 29 minutes left, and we have a lot of people that are watching right now. A lot of people on YouTube, uh, and I don't know how many people are watching on our website. I know that's pretty significant, number two, because as told, it was when we first started. This is exciting. And you're the first one with me doing this. Hey, what a, what a blessing. Oh, Thanks for having Brandon me. Brandon and JD will be, will be glad I finally made it. Um, okay, so Ezekiel 38 and 39. Um, I, I, you know, I'm hearing it. Listen, you and I are very like-minded in a lot of these things, and there, there needs to be some sense talked into it. Because I have people, they're sending me videos, uh, this Ezekiel 38 war is going to happen at any moment. They get Gog and Magog confused. Some people think Gog is a land, they don't understand Gog is the title of the leader of Russia, they, they, you know, like the, the president, the king, it's a title they don't get that, they get so many things confused, they hear somebody on YouTube there's there's missiles flying and it's, it's happening right now you know, so let's let's talk some sense into this, because right now this focuses on Ukraine It could, this whole Ukraine situation could become enormous, China and Iran and so forth, everything we've been talking about, the changing of the new world order, Israel finding themselves on the wrong side. So in the next, say, 10 minutes, we got a lot of ground to cover before we get all the questions. So good luck. Is this is Ezekiel 38 happening next week? Well, keep in mind that this passage always, every time Russia comes up in the news, this is where Christians always go to. And, and, and I would suggest to you a couple things. There's no doubt that there's going to be a war. There's no doubt that Russia is going to be leading a coalition with North African countries and, and Persia and Turkey and coming against Israel. There's, there's, you know, as you read through these two chapters, the question is when. And, and quite honestly, it's not really clear. We know that the battle is going to be so great that they're going to be burying the dead for seven months. The battle is going to be so great with so many weapons. It talks about bows and <clears throat> swords and everything, and they're going to be burning them for seven years. So it couldn't be at the end of the tribulation. It couldn't really be at the at the, at the middle of the tribulation. I don't know if it's the seven years. Anyways, there's just a lot of complexities in, this, in the movement of this. But Tom, what really grieves me is people miss the main point. Six times, six times in this chapter, it says the Lord will move these countries against Israel so he can show himself strong, and all of them will know that he is God. So don't get too lost in, I I tell people, don't get too lost in all of the peripheral sort of things. Yeah, we can identify the the nations and Russia is going to be leading and so forth. When God is silent on some of these things, focus on what the main point is. The main point is in chapter 38, verse 16, where it says, My people Israel, like a cloud, will cover the land. And then it says, it says in the last days, they shall uh, come against my land in order that the nations may know me. And then he's going to go on and he just repeats that six times. He talks about Israel knowing. He talks about the nations knowing, Israel knowing, the nations knowing. 
He's putting the fear of God in the world. Yeah. I love it. He's putting the fear of God in the world. And also interesting, you mentioned they can't be burning the weapons in the middle of the tribulation because in the middle of the tribulation, Antichrist is going after the Jews and spreading them. So they can't be there burning. So this has to happen sometime uh, before that. But, okay, so when I look at this. At least at the beginning of the tribulation, that would make sense. Yeah, but if the, the whole it does happen in the latter years. The Bible's clear on that. Yeah, uh, it does. It, nobody's coming to Israel's rescue, and the reason why is because God wants the glory. Exactly. I mean, God doesn't want any American or any other king to be able to say, "Look at the look at how I saved Israel." Um, it's God who's going to get the glory. I had somebody who asked me recently about this war, just within the last few days, because. Russia's in the news and said Antichrist will get the glory. In fact, I had several people that commented, Antichrist is going to say, look what I've done. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches the world's going to know, oh wow. Kind of like it was when, when, um, the, when Israel is rescued by God in the time of Moses over the parting of the uh, Red Sea. What happens? That was the, the truth of that victory was carried through generations to other people groups when all those decades later, centuries later, you have, uh, you have, um, Israel going into the promised land. And what happens? The people know, oh no, those are those people whose God did this. It's going to be like that. The world's going to say, wow. God has done that for them. Joshua chapter 2. 40 years after that happens, Rahab is like, hey, our health, our hearts have melted. We know what God did to the Egyptians 40 years ago. I mean, that That's was right. still I ringing said, in I their ears. I said centuries, didn't I? Been decades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40 years afterwards. Yeah. And, and if you think back to the book of Exodus, I, I don't recall it right off the top of my head, but I think it's 11 or 13 times the phrase appears in that book, that they may know, that they may know, that the Egyptians will know that I am God and there is no other, and the Jews will know that I am God and there is no other. And it goes back and forth. I think it's 13 times or 11 times, something like that. Yeah. And that same phraseology yeah. we're seeing here in Ezekiel, six times in two chapters, yeah. that's an emphasis. That Anytime you know. see repeated words or phrases or lines, a good student of the Bible is to take special note of those. It's emphasis. Yeah. What's also interesting about that, when you think of Antichrist coming into power, this is something that nobody really talks about with Ezekiel 38 and 39, knowing the world's going to know what God has done for Israel. Antichrist is going to be the one who the world puts confidence in to deal with that problem. And he's not going to win. We know Jesus comes back, but he's going to attempt to because nobody's going to want to mess with this little tiny nation of Israel. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know the, it says they're dwelling in security at that particular moment. God brings the nations against them in Ezekiel thirty-eight, but it says that God is the one that sends hail and uh, uh, catastrophe against them, and then catastrophes back in their homeland, and God ends up getting all the glory, just like He did with Pharaoh. Amen. I got one more thing, and then we got to get to questions. So everybody, start sending your questions in. Make sure that you put the word "question" all caps. So I can I can zero in on your question. Um, okay, so Mark, let me ask you this. Um, will Israel find itself, Algeminer, on the wrong side of the changing world order? 
Well, they're already on the wrong side of the world-changing order. Why? Because the Jews are hated. Why? Because there's this. Uh, there's only two kingdoms: God's kingdom and the kingdom of darkness. And so, uh, Russia just said two days ago. Putin just said two days ago uh, that that Israel does not have a legitimate um, uh, place on the Golan Heights. You've been to Israel. I've been to Israel. The, the Golan Heights yeah. controls all of northern Israel. They can't give up the Golan Heights. Israel has to fight to the death to keep the Golan Heights. It's the only supply of water. Eighty percent of the water, I think it is for Israel is is coming out of Mount Hermon, um, coming off of Mount Hermon and into the Sea of Galilee and so forth. So um, they're already, and quite honestly, the Russians are built up in Syria right now, and it's only a matter oh, yeah. of time, right? But what I see happening is America is weak. The influence that we've had in Europe, we during the days of Ronald Reagan, we pushed back our influence. Russia got smaller. Now we're weak. The Russians are pushing back, and they're going to have all these vassal nations across Europe. Asia, we've already lost control of Asia. China is controlling all the shipping lanes. Uh, Australia, New Zealand are already going on board with them, following them rather than the U.S. The Canadians have been having the Chinese come and do um, military drills in Canada, yeah. for heaven's sakes. Uh, yeah. we, we've lost our influence. And so as that influence, and then it's going to be everybody focusing on Israel, right? Why? Because there's a spiritual dynamic in the world that the news doesn't get, but we get because we read the Bible. So, um, right, I don't know if you know this, Ukraine has the second largest uh, population of Jews in Europe. Poland's number one, Ukraine's number two. Jews are fleeing there, going back to the land right now. In fact, I just saw an article in, in um, Jerusalem Post this morning that if you're a, a Jewish person and you get to the border, put up a sign saying you're a Jew. They, the Israelis have guys along the border wow. right now extracting Jewish people, trying to get them back so that, so that you know tragedy doesn't come Come upon them. Yeah, no kidding. You know, you look at that, Jews doing their Aliyah. God is, he tells us in the Old Testament, I will call them from the north, I'll call them from yep. the south, I'll call them from the east, I'll call them from the west. It is only a, a short matter of time before he calls them from America yeah, to go home. Exactly. And so, but it is through persecution, it is through suffering that gets people to wake up because people don't pay attention when life is good. I was talking with, uh, questions are starting to come in. Um, uh, let's see, with um, with Jews in America, I asked him, his name is Frank Eichler. He was president and founder or of Shalom Ministries International. And I asked him, what's going to take for Jews to get over to Israel? He said, that's going to be a tough one. Because right now in America, this is about 10 years ago, he said, right now in America, uh, the Jews are, we Jews are very successful and in and, and the Jews have a, a lot of the Jews in Hollywood, the West Coast, and the East Coast of the United States, whether it be down in Miami or up in New York or so forth. They've got great business. Why would you want to leave America? Even, in fact, even poor people in America have a pretty good compared to most people throughout the rest of the world. So he said, right now, Jews don't really want to go back to Israel because you, you and I both know when you go to Israel, it's still a new country. Yeah. I mean, I could live there easy, but you know, if you're really used to super comfortable stuff and awesome, you know, Americans really, but what's happened in America's cause can be very soft, but at the same time, we can see everything turning. We're watching an increase of anti-Semitism. 
Well, I've, the last couple of years, I've heard rumors of rabbis in, in the United States telling people, Jewish people, mm-hmm. hey, America's going to go through a civil war. It's time to get back to the land of Israel. And they're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. who would have thought two years ago yep. that America would be so divided? We're divided over everything. And that's how civil wars happen. And even unsaved people are now saying, like Ray Dalio is saying, America is headed towards a civil war. We are headed toward a divided people can't stand. No, no way. Jesus said it. And I think Jesus knows what he's talking about. Exactly. Uh, with this, it was a rabbi in Miami who said that two years ago, wasn't it? About for we're heading to a civil war, the Jews need to get back through the land. I'm just hearing rumors of this here and there all over the place, and it doesn't surprise me. I, yeah, I remember reading, I'm pretty sure it was a rabbi in Miami, and he was real influential. Or he might have been from Israel, but he visited Miami is what I think it was. Remember, I remember talking about it. Um, okay, here's some questions. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Could the covenant with Antichrist uh, confirm be the original Abrahamic covenant to bring peace? That was not the question I was looking for, but that comes from Al Hart. Uh, I'm getting a lot of questions in. So is it basically, is the Abraham Accord possibly the covenant of Daniel chapter 9? Now, I was sitting with uh, Brandon Holdhouse yesterday. He said, there's no way. He, now, he did say this. The Abraham Accord divided Jerusalem, and he explained all the reasons why. And I'll have people yeah. who argue with me about that. But he says, well, here's why. Uh, my friend, my Israeli friends, most of them told me it did. few of my Israeli acquaintances say no. But um, Brandon said, no, it can't be. He gave reasons why. You know, could it develop into that or... Is there another new covenant? That's really speculation, isn't it? Yeah, you know, the Bible doesn't say it's, you know, it's this covenant. But we do know there is going to be a covenant. It's going to be a covenant with the Antichrist. The Antichrist isn't in play right now, so I would say it's probably not. It'll be revisited. It'll be redefined. It'll it's something totally new. The Lord knows. Bank on what's going to happen there in Daniel chapter 9, just like the Bible says. Yeah. Don't get too far ahead of the Bible. That's when that's when Christians overstate their position, and when we do that, God ends up looking foolish in the end. When we when we read too much in, when God is silent, be silent. When God doesn't identify, be silent. Wait, Amen. It'll become clear in the uh, future. Praise the Lord. I love that. When God is silent, it's best to be silent. Uh, here's another question: How much of this Russia-Ukraine war? Do you think this is from Doug Finn? Do you think it's propaganda because we're not seeing any fighting? That's what this person said. Well, I can tell you from my Ukrainian brothers and sisters who are on the ground, and we've had an orphanage that we've helped there in the past. In fact, about four months ago, some friends uh, put together $6,000 to um, help put a wood fireplace in our in our orphanage there. And, and right now, today, there are refugees as they're fleeing, staying there, and they're being warned by that that. That stove, the stove system we put in this this big building, uh, that's a wood stove because they're you know they're shutting off power and, and they can't get gas and different things like that. So there's a lot going on, and I can tell you that my Ukrainian brothers who are connected to their families back home, this is serious. Yeah, it helps to have someone who's actually connected with Ukraine as opposed to just watching what's going on the news. Because yeah. I, I understand this because there's a lot of questions. I did a video the other day and I said I got a lot of questions about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, what Ukrainian leaders actually have on the Bidens and uh, the Clintons and others. You know, I mean, there's so many different 
uh, thoughts there. Uh, but there are a lot of evil we- leaders. This person says, is it possible for these evil world leaders to be saved, or are their hearts too hardened? I guess we wouldn't really know the answer to that, but... Yeah, only only the Lord knows how uh, if they've been given over to their sin or not. What we do know is this: that the that Saul was persecuting the church and headed to Damascus. And you and I have stood on the Golan Heights, looking towards Damascus, and told people that story. And you remember Jesus showed up and saved him. Listen, Jesus is in the business of saving sinners. These people are sinners. Jesus is saving for himself a people for his own possession, for every tribe, tongue, and nation, and possibly some of them. Amen. Pray for them. That's what Amen. we should be doing. Pray we should be them. praying for them. Pray for your enemies and do good to them. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to ask you about the Antichrist here in just a minute because I'm getting questions and comments about Zelensky being yeah. Antichrist. I'm going to go there in a minute okay? because I, I want to deal with the subject of who is Antichrist. Okay, but, but let me go here first. This comes from the least of these. The Bible talks about wild animals feasting on riders and their horses, uh, Ezekiel 39. Is what they're referencing. Many things did not exist when the prophets were uh, were explaining what they saw. So basically, Mark, I think what this person is saying is the prophets are writing words, and because they're trying to give uh, help understand what their imagery of what they're really seeing. I have an answer for this, but I'd like to hear your answer for this. Were there really birds and wild animals, or will there be feasting on these these? Yeah, well, uh, we we know that Jesus is going to call the birds and to have a great feast. And if you've, I've grown up in the mountains, and I can tell you, the birds do come and feast when there's dead carcasses around. All right, um, but the real issue in my mind, I think, really what they're driving at: Are we going to be driven back to this sort of uh, primitive warfare? And I'm, I, yeah, I, I think that could happen like that. Um, electromagnetic attack on the United States would change everything. Just a couple of weeks ago, the U.S. Uh, military is told that they're going to have to start having green vehicles. Great. We're going to have green vehicles running around with our little uh, uh, electric, uh, I don't know, cars uh, instead of Humvees. Uh, things could be, things in America, can. I'm just telling you, can turn on a dime in the world. Okay. There is really a valuable, a good point, because I really want to get to the Antichrist part, but I, got, I'm gonna, I want to mention three things here. First one is you and I are going to do a three-part series. Because we did a video recently, sparked a lot of interest and people, you know, we were talking, what should people do? Right. There were three things that we need to do because we also hear all this talk about cyber attacks. I firmly believe one of the reasons why there's so much talk about go, everything going electric, electric vehicles, electric everything. Listen, the electric grid can't even handle what we have right now. Exactly. So there's no way these leaders who are pushing this, they know that. But what they can do is shut you down like that. They can shut off a country. They can shut off a whole state. They can shut down a whole country in a moment's notice. And I think that's really what this is about: controlling the people. Okay, uh, the the whole electric thing. Okay, electric companies. These military leaders know that's a stupid idea. So you look at it, you're going, "What's really going on?" Then all of the ta- uh, the talk about cyber attacks. And then you mentioned the EMP where we shut down everything, which would effectively put us back in America, back to the 1800s. Yeah. Much of the world could survive that. No way Americans could survive that. Okay. With that, we're going to talk about three things. Go ahead. Well, we are going to survive it, but it's going to be shock. You're, you're talking about people 
living in a society, they can't even wrap their minds around. We become so blessed, so soft, so weak. That's why I tell people they need to go backpacking every every year for two weeks, so that way they can find out what it is to live very primitive and 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 get by. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to those those three weeks that we can do. Um, you know, personal security. What does personal security look like? And thinking through that, financial security as we kind of go forward, and then spiritual security. Those three things. If you're a leader of a household, you need to be thinking about those three things today, not when the crisis happens. And that's always kind of what we've done in America is like deferred. Oh, there's the banks will always be open. How's that go? I'll always be able to get to my safety deposit box. How's that going? Oh, I'll always be able to. I had a, a guy one time tell me we were talking about security. I can always go down and get ammo or guns or anything that I need. How's that gone recently? You know, yeah. uh, we need to think ahead. And spiritually, we need to have our faith enlarged right now, Tom, because if Jesus doesn't come back, uh, you know, like tomorrow or the next day, you and I are going to have to have a stronger faith as we go forward in trusting him and honoring him. Uh, yeah, we are. And we also want to be able to minister to our neighbors who are Absolutely. not who are not ready for things. Um, real quick, uh, I want to ask Matthew and Gabe, hey, can you guys, is there a way you can put something on uh, the, the monitor so everybody can see Mark Henry Ministries uh, for the next few minutes, last few minutes that we have left here so everybody knows how to get a hold of Mark. Obviously, you're in the title on the YouTube, but MarkHenryMinistries.com would be great, or also your YouTube channel. So if you guys could do that, it'd be great. Okay, now back to this, and I don't want to get to Antichrist still. We only got, we don't have a lot of time left, but enough for this. So, this person asked about the birds, the animals coming and feasting on the bodies. Yep. I believe it's quite possible that everything you laid out is going to happen. Um, there's a lot of Bible commentators that believe, some, some of the older guys believe, and I've taught. We don't hear it much anymore, but I do hear from the older guys. I almost fall into the older guy category now. That it's going to be back to boots on the ground. Yeah. Um, and that's why you read about horse and bug, uh, bucklers in Ezekiel chapter 38. Well, we do have two different things. Russia descending like a cloud. So you seem to have in the sky from Russia, but from Iran and Persia, it looks like in, in all of the other troops that Russia is protecting, they're coming on the ground. And it could be that Israel takes out some of the things with Iran. And that's why... Uh, it, it, you have a boots on the ground type of war with Russia being able to descend like a cloud. That's one thing. The other thing I want to point out, Mark, is that, and I get this all the time, in the book of Revelation, even some of the best commentators, that if you go back 40 years and they took like Revelation chapter 9, mm -hmm. for example, and you have this weird description of these man's faces and it appears, you know, they'll say, well, this, this locust looking creature is what it really was, was a helicopter with a glass bottom and, and the man's face could see below. So they said these locusts are really helicopters. That's crazy. It, all right. I need, I need to take it back. That's just not correct. There's 200 million of them in, later on in, in Revelation chapter 9, but the first part of chapter 9, you have these other locusts that go around stinging people and they cannot die. They come out of this, this bottomless pit. You know, they're, these are demonic creatures and yeah. we tend to take things and say, well, the writers didn't really understand, so they were trying to write in a language that they could understand, they project into the future. And you end up, although you're trying to to uh, literally take the book of Revelation, you end up going into the symbolic place where you, you it, it causes you problems. You're and it's it's so 
I believe it is what it says. So I think there's a very good chance Ezekiel 38 is going to have a boots on the ground. There's a cyber attack or an EMP or something like that happens. Yeah. Um, Russia is still in charge. But at that time, but also with Revelation 9, don't go into these. These are tanks and helicopter stuff. Take it at face value, and it makes a lot more sense. I agree 100%. And, and just know that this, what the, what the passage are describing is there's going to be wars. Vast armies. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be bloody. And, uh, you know, we could argue these, some of these different points, but a lot of it's speculation. What we do know is this, is that Jesus is coming and going to put an end to it all. The millennial kingdom is coming. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on to his promise. We're looking forward to him coming. Amen. Okay, we got one question left. All right. This is on Antichrist. First of all, I got to say a couple of things is tomorrow, two o'clock live. Bill Salas is going to join me and we're going to get his perspective on some things. Also, uh, Bill's going to be bringing in uh, some of the things I've got very specific with him on. So uh, and we'll have live questions from you guys. So join us at two o'clock. Pacific Standard Time, if you can. It will be exciting. Uh, next week, I have a guest that's going to be joining us from Australia live on Monday. Next Sunday night, I'll be back in the book of Hosea, unless Mark just happens to be back in the studio, which I think he's going to be back in Minnesota by then. Um, but it's been a great time with you uh, this evening, Mark, and I know our viewers are enjoying it too. I also want to say one more thing before we go to the last question about Antichrist is that, uh, listen, I want to thank you guys for any donation that you give. It is your donations that supports this. This is not funded at all. Mark, you and I have talked about it. It's not funded by the church that I pastors. Completely separate. I wanted to stand on our own. It, it needs to. It needs to function on its own, and we're able to tell if it if people like it. You know, then, then they'll let us know. And, and listen, for people who are sending super chats, I want to say this. I thank you guys so much. I, I'm not, I don't remember to say, hey, thank you for your super. I just don't remember that kind of stuff. And so please forgive me for that, but every donation that comes in, if you go to hopeforourtimes.com, you click on the donate, and, and it's, it's really appreciated. So I don't, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Tom, so thanks for good. doing a great job, and I want to encourage folks right now, go to the webpage and support this ministry. Tom's doing a great job. He's holding to the Bible. We need his voice at this time. So, Tom, thanks a lot. Right. You're, you're doing a great job, and I'm so blessed with you and Jan and, and uh, that you guys have connected up there. Well, you've been, what, six years up there now in Minnesota yeah. with her, which is awesome. And, but, you know, the, there's not a lot of churches that are teaching the truth. And I look and go, you know, amen, it's going forward together. And I'm looking forward to be able to support you as much as I can. But I, I've told because of our new system, we're going to have a hard cutoff in like three minutes. So let me get to this. You ready? Yep. Antichrist, Zelensky. I'm getting Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, or prime minister, the leader, king. He's the leader of Ukraine. People are saying he's Antichrist. Mark, is he Antichrist? <laughs> Okay, so all through church history, we have people pointing, this person's the Antichrist, this person's the Antichrist. Every time something happens in the news, this is the guy. Friends, remember this, that, that we live in the days where the spirit of the Antichrist is at work. And when, when Jesus takes his church, it's going to create a vacuum, and whoever is the top feeders of that day, 
I don't know who they are, but whoever those top feeders are at that particular moment. Satan doesn't know who it is. Satan is not omniscient. He's not omnipresent. Only God is. And when that happens, he's going to indwell that person. That person's going to be the Antichrist. That person's going to do the, the, the things that we see in the seven years uh, throughout the book of Revelation that Daniel talks about in chapter 9, Daniel chapter 9, and etc. So uh, is he the Antichrist? Could be, but don't bank on that yet. Right now, what we do know is this, is that Jesus is the King of kings, Lord of lords. Focus on that. Amen. That is a perfect way to end this program. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. And we need to remember that more than anything else, folks. Uh, Listen, this has been great with everybody tonight. Uh, I I hope you're okay with the background that we had. Hey, can you guys switch back? There we go. Now you see that. And we're working on all new things. So when I have a guest, it's going to be really cool here within about another month. But we're in slow progress, Mark, but we are moving forward. Listen, I want to thank everybody, all of you for, for just joining us tonight. You guys are, you keep us going. Mark, may you have safe journeys back home to Minnesota. Uh, tell Jan hi for me. And, uh, uh, and I love having you here. You're a great friend. And, uh, may the Lord richly bless you. Any final thoughts? Hey, got hold about 30 on to seconds. Jesus. Hold on to his promise. Stay focused on Jesus. This is what we want people to know about us. Not that we're prophecy people. We're Jesus people. And by the way, the spirit of prophecy is Jesus. Stay focused on Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you guys. See ya.